What is good to find tiles? I know you're looking at the tile. I already wrote it up on my notepad here. I already have some pointers. I want it to be short, sweet, and to the point. But let's see. I might get all the way up to 30 minutes. We'll see. So um, one of the things I have shared with you is that I have officially recused myself from what I consider to be the Twin Flame journey. Now, that being said, um, I'm also going to be doing a podcast on some of the guilt and new levels, new devils or new shadows that you encounter in the new levels of ascension because it is very real and I am going through a little bit of the... um ascension, guilt, and other symptoms that go with being in those levels. And so um, I am a little bit what you would consider gray or not. So so it's kind of like uh, I've been promoted from the third grade to the fourth grade. And so I'm in the fourth grade, y'all. Like I'm in the classroom. I'm in this bitch. Like what's good. But Was I a much better third grader? Yes. Did I know all my stuff as a third grader? Yes. But so in fourth grade, it's kind of like, ooh, okay, it's it's some new stuff I have to learn. And the semester has just started. And so that's the best way I can try to explain it, right? But I know I'm going to give the people what they came for. You saw the title. It's going to say, from sitting in my diapers. And I wanted to keep it short because I could be talking about sitting in my dirty diapers. Going from dirty diapers to $335 per la panties, baby. Satin with the lace on the edges. You see the picture actually in the thumbnail. Okay, and I know some of y'all probably mad as hell because you guys are still in those puller-up huggies briefs, right? Or thought you could hang out at the Fredericks of Hollywood or uh, Victoria's Secret panties thinking you was doing something. No, there's more. Let me take you up to them La Perla's, baby. $335 satin La Perla panties, okay? Um, and so talking about that, not just, I, you know, I say spiritually in the title as I'm looking at this, cause I'm looking at my notes, but it's one of those things, right? Let's, let's get into it. This is what I do, right? So uh, I consider myself to be quote unquote spiritual. So I'm weaving what's going on in the spiritual world, what goes on in your mind, your thought process, and then, you know, intertwining it into the 3D things that we do. And one of the things that you know early in the um, spiritual journey is, as above, so below, thoughts become things, right? And so if I'm ascending from um, thinking about things a certain way, it's going to start to manifest in the life around me. So if I ascend in my thoughts, then it's going to manifest in other things around me, all right? And so then it, uh, the, the subtitle, it says, learning how to sit in, because that's one component of it, and deal with, and I put destroy, because I think some of you guys got triggered when I said that I'm ready to be ruthless when you use the Black Queen. I think it really threw y'all, some of y'all off, and I can understand it because... In my moment of reflecting, I had to ask myself, why was it? And and when I tell you the downloads are so real, it's not even funny. Not even funny. And I'm not able to to share everything. But um, as I was studying about 
uh, uh, Athena. We've been talking about Athena, the goddess. And one of my favorite pictures of her actually, oh, I'm not sure if I put it up on, on here yet uh, as a thumbnail. But at the end of the day, for her to be the goddess of war and wisdom, she's always depicted in this beautiful white gown, right? Very feminine, soft in her figure and in her appearance. And she has, um, she's known to have two swords. She loves to have two swords. That's her favorite. But she's also depicted sometimes with a shield and a, and a spear. And we'll be getting into all of that. And so it was funny because I started to laugh at myself. I'm like, why did I identify, you know, going to battle and fighting the system to create a paradise? Why did I picture it as ruthless, which is more of a... um masculine trait. I kid you not, I was looking, I was Googling, you know how I do, and it's actually Ruthless is associated with the shadow side of the twin flame journey. Trust me, keep walking with me because I'm going somewhere, right? We're talking about um, the things I learned on the twin flame journey. I have left it, but these are the things that I have gratitude for, right? I was I was researching to see how far I've come and where I'm going and what it meant for me to recuse myself from the twin flame journey. And in doing so, one of the words that was used to describe the shadow side of the masculine is ruthless. But that gave me insight that when I think about going to war, I think male, I think masculine. But on the feminine side, you have Athena, goddess of war and um, wisdom. Beautiful, still docile, sits pretty in her temple, but plays a role in the war to 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 make battle. Because one of the things, and I'll, I'll continue to move on through the to the topic here, is at the end of the day, the things that she did was to create paradise for the citizens of Athena, Greece, Athens, of uh, Athens, Greece, right? Or, or um, something, Pelop, uh, something Pelopis. I know I'm going to listen back to this and cry, but it was something Atropolis, I believe, for the, for the citizens of Atropolis. Um, and if I'm, butchered that word, forgive me, I'm still learning my Greek mythology, right? But she made beauty for um, the citizens of Atropolis, sitting pretty from the temple, wise in strategy about war, and spoken to the, whispered into the heroes that helped to create that paradise, okay? So, um, another component I wanted to also address with this ascension journey, right, is we've been learning about the science of getting rich. And last week, we learned last Thursday, we talked about um, Dr. Waddles was talking about gratitude and how that plays an important role. And he is going to be talking about the action that we need to take a little bit further down in the book. But um, that chapter, all of the chapters are so powerful. But that one, is so complimentary to this message that I'm going to be talking about. I have had to um, reflect and some of the things that I, I was salty about, including my upbringing of being sheltered and growing up Orthodox Christian and certain things, I'm learning to now um, appreciate what that meant. And so 
here I am. I'm getting out of the Twin Flame journey, and I have poked some shots at it. I've talked about the Mammy Tarot readers. I've talked about how I am not impressed, okay, with the way that they're selling the Divine Masculine. You know, the ghosting, the orbiting. He's not sure if he loves you. He just can't seem to pick up the phone. That's me poking, making jabs at it, right? Um, but one of the things that came to me last night was. I thought about, well, what did I learn from the journey? Because I, I, I can say that I didn't dwell too long in having any regrets or feeling like I wasted time. Because one of the things that it taught me was how to sit in the discomfort. Okay. And so that's where the dark night of the soul comes in. Right. And one of the things I started to realize was, um, how important it is for me to recognize that maybe I'm sitting in, in some funk and um, sitting in some dark energy. And I got to the point where I had to ask myself, how long are you willing to sit in this baby? Like, how long are you going to sit in this baby girl? Like, I'll be talking to myself. I'll call myself baby girl. How long are you going to be sitting in this in this mess, baby girl? And after a while, you're like, you know what? I don't really want to be sitting in this in this funk. Okay, so that means I'm going to have to do something. So you get to the point where you start to be proactive and you start to figure out, how can I alchemize this situation? How can I transmute the energies around me to create a paradise, right? Well, I think, and I think that if you're kind of new to the concept, your idea is let me get myself out of this, right, is one one thing. And then you start to take actions. And then you get to the point where, um, like for me, I have mentioned with you guys, I went into the deepest depression of my life, very much dark night of the soul. But I think that, you know, when I start to feel any of the the symptoms that come with that, I have been training myself to where it's like I recognize what it feels like and I know how to rehab myself and I'm quicker about rehabbing myself and that means that sometimes I might have to pamper myself a little bit more or or really put something on that's going to make me laugh make sure to make sure that I'm not exposing myself to anything that's going to further aggravate the situation and so <clears throat> The ascension journey is not something where you're just going to allow yourself to flow into, mm, it, you, it, it's the ascension process, the divine process really is about co-creating. Okay. So I think a lot of us just kind of think, and this, I have it later on in my notes, um, the locus of control. If you grew up in a Christian <clears throat> um um, setting, I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar that you're thinking that some outward deity is going to do the right thing at the right time. And you fail to recognize that, you know, one of the things I talk about with my, like with my dad, my dad is very smart, right? Um, but I'm now an, an now I'm an adult. I'm a mini version of him. In many ways, I have mannerisms like him right? One of my mom's greatest prides is that we all look like my dad. She loves the fact that we are mini-me's of my dad, right? 
But with that comes a lot of my mannerisms and my intellect. I get it from him. Okay. And so that means that for as smart, I already gave you guys the credentials on everything. I love my, like everything my dad has done. I'm like, he does this, he does that, da, 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 da. he got all these degrees, but right. But I'm also that, and I embody that and I can use that intellect. And that's part of what you're hearing. And I think that a lot of us misinterpret that if we're quote unquote, and I'm talking to Christian people, <laughs> love and hate y'all at the same time because I used to be one, um, you think that this outside deity is going to do the right thing at the right time, not understanding that you are made in that image, that you have the ability to speak things into existence, to manifest things, to form things, the same way that he put his hands in the dirt and made and formed things. You have the ability to do that. You have the ability to engineer ecosystems around you to help you thrive the same way he made the water and the sea and the, I wasn't planning to, to even go in this direction, but the same way he created an ecosystem, right? Cause I'm talking about going from the diapers to La Perla. Part of this process is you get to the point where you're no longer just rehabbing yourself and maintaining, but you start to realize that you can thrive and be abundant in this, in this bitch. Like you start to realize that, there's more to life, right? And there's more to these diapers. Like you start to realize like, you know, when you're walking down the store and you reach for the pull-up briefs and you're like, I graduated from the diapers. I'm nice and clean. I got my baby wipes. And then you drive past the Saks Fifth Avenue and you decide that you're going to take a stroll in there and you start to see $200 panties, $300 panties, satin thongs nice lace and you go ahead and mess around and drive to the next Saks Avenue Saks Fifth Avenue or Neiman Marcus and it probably will sound creepy you feel that the material and the quality and how luxurious that is you know what I'm saying it just puts you on a whole other level but when you start to realize that maybe some of you might be in the middle. Some of you might have taken yourself to the next level, right? In terms of, and and I, this is the thing. I cannot address everything in a 30-minute podcast. Some of you have ascended to where you understand what it means to get the nicer things, to get the Fredericks. I'm a Fredericks of Hollywood girl. Used to work in Victoria's Secret, but part of, once I saw, <laughs> I still like their, some of their stuff. I love their swimsuits, but um, I like Fredericks of Hollywood, but transitioning into the La Perla stuff and the more expensive designer type of things like in, in all areas, right? And some of you are going to feel like it's a little bit materialistic. Um, and and I, I have to learn how to manage how I communicate with you. Understand that my South Node is in Virgo, okay? If, if you're part of my audience you already know where I'm going with this, <clears throat> but understand that part of my um, calling is to le- learn how to master and dominate money and finances and how to multiply it and how to grow it. And so one of the things is that I think we get hung up on is, especially if you grow up, you know, Christian, 
poverty mindset, okay? And um, the, 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 go back and listen to the science of getting rich gratitude because it, no, 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 actually it wasn't gratitude. It was last week, the week, the week before that. Beauty and luxury that, that divine source wants to express luxury through you. That's a really good one. That's complimentary to this, to this message. Also, but we have conditioned ourselves to settle for less and you start to learn that um being satisfied with less is diabolical is demonic and i don't even use those words i really address more lower vibrational or low frequency but um um living in a in a perpetual perpetual state of lack is low vibrational it's karmic it's toxic it's demonic it's diabolical um and so we talk about you know how long are we going to be willing to sit in in a funk how long are we going to be willing to stay in 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 our dirty diapers i want you to look at the dirty diapers that you have around you especially right now as it comes to your spirituality your um your finances, you know, your relationships, your communication, your health, your fitness, right? There are problem areas in your life. And at this point, you've probably taken inventory like, yeah, this sucks. So what is it going to mean for you to, you know, how long do you want to sit in, sit in those dirty diapers? I'm letting you know there's some pretty soft satin the pearl is waiting for you. Okay. And maybe the best you can do right now is go out and get the baby wipes, you know, and, and, um, transform into the pull-up huggies, right. And start to work on things around you to where you can get the Fredericks of Hollywood panties and then cultivate and work on yourself more to where you can get the La Perlas, Right. A different color for every day of the week. So, you know, to the point where money's not a cost for you. And I, I wanted to kind of circle back because I feel some of you are like, oh, she's being materialistic. We're going to deal with this a little bit um, as a collective, I think, on this podcast at the right time. It, it, I would say, like, we'll probably hit this around June because um, I have a lot of content that I have to push through. But... Um, Understand that the things around you are a manifestation of what is going on inside your mind and with your spirituality. I have found that there's a correlation between when I am broke and my spirit is broken and I'm brokenhearted, my finances suffer. Okay? But the more that I've learned to cultivate my mind and literally to cultivate my mind... It had no choice but to manifest into what's happening around me in the 3D. I'm making wiser decisions. I'm making more high frequency decisions. I'm able to decipher between low vibrational and high vibrational um, transactions when it comes to my finances and how I engage with people. I'm learning that we have to be responsible for our finances and that we live in an abundant universe. 
And so that means that there's money for the making and there's streams of income that we that are to be made. And I want to address some of these issues too, because I don't want to get to the point where I'm do you know driving the nice things and wearing the nice things and living in the nice houses and now you're green-eyed with envy. No. I cultivated my mind to get into those perla panties, la perla panties, right? And you can too. But it's going to come down to how long are you willing to sit in the in those dirty drawers and understand that as an adult, you have the ability to get yourself from, from that, right? And so, yeah, it's funny, I'm looking at my notes, you know, I put how to deal with the discomfort. And that's your way of tackling it and attacking it. And the word that I used is, um, is ruthless. But it's the whole idea of going contra going in opposition to the things that are low vibrational, right? Um, and so, for me, like I said already, it is more of a masculine language, but I understand that that's why I'm tapping into the Athena goddess of wisdom and, and war, still elegant, still in the dress, still in her temple, right? And using the strategy and the intellect to create a black paradise. I, I've already mentioned this before, but one of the books where I'm getting that language using the intelligence that we have for um to create a paradise and the title might even throw you off but i'm gonna throw it in here the art of psychological warfare how to skillfully influence people undetected and how to mentally subdue your enemies in stealth mode that's where i got that phrase from and you're thinking like, oh my God, that sounds deep. It's psychological. There's warfare, mentally subdue, enemies, south stealth mode. But it's so beautiful in how he embedded it, how the author addresses it in the in the intro in the chapter, in the first chapter. I think it's the intro or right before he goes into the first chapter. How he could take something that's really a uh, strategy of war that affects, that deals with intellect, right? And he said that you can use it for good or evil. You can use it to to architect, to engineer, to create an ecosystem of paradise. So I know I'm going to lost some of y'all when I said ready to be a ruthless black queen, but understand what I'm fighting for, Um, you know. I'm fighting to create a paradise for myself, a paradise where I'm wearing La Perla's, okay? And a paradise, you know, I, I probably <laughs> killed that to death. But and I want to try to make sure to drop this little gem in each one of my messages, part of that fight and the intellect. And it's like, how, how long are you willing to sit in that funk, especially when you have young people coming up behind you? You know? Um, and so part of me doing this fight and the intellect and the strategies and trying to raise your ascension is because I want to make the world a better place for my teenage niece who's coming up. 
in the next four years when she's going to have to be quote unquote out on her own, right? And doing these redline, these transactions where I know she's going to be affected by redlining. When I buy her her first house at 18, okay? Having to worry about her having to maybe resell that property or having the house undervalued or having an appraiser come through and undervalue that house for no other reason than she's been kissed by the sun and has melanin skin and curly hair and thick lips. That's not paradise for my baby girl. And I, that I can't sit in the diapers of, you know, the dirty diapers of the black community and sulk and, and, um, continue to stay dejected. So, I had to get to the point when I promise you, I, I, her nickname is sunshine. When I tell you that baby is the most beautiful baby girl I have ever seen in my life. There was one other baby girl that I saw, but of course my niece, beautiful. I saw her within minutes that she was born. But when I tell you the, her birth has transformed the landscape of my family, all of us started to step up in our game and we started to understand the importance of generational wealth. And we're better people and we fight and we move differently because that baby girl deserves the best. And that's how I feel about the black community too. So when I promise you there were days she would be visiting and I would be so tired. I would have worked a 40, 45 hour week And I was so tired, but I remember one time she was visiting and the times when she was younger, they would be far and few between. And so, but she knew that when it's me and her and his auntie, listen, we, some of the best memories, but there was one weekend in particular, she was a toddler. She was about two or three years old, but she was old enough to walk down the hallway and open the door to my room baby girl knew where I was so and I had just went to lay down I remember thinking like I'm tired I want to take her out but let me just sleep in a little bit more and I remember the door like open and it just kind of pushed open so I'm opening my eyes to see who it is and y'all I see the cutest little chocolate brown eyes and she used to work she used to put her hair in some pigtails and some curly pigtails and she just peeked in and she saw I was sleeping like I was in bed and she just pulled the little door back behind her. She couldn't even pull it to like close it. When I tell you, I jumped up, I got dressed and I got her a stroller and we did a photo. Like I ended up taking my camera with me. And when I tell you, we had some of the best, the most beautiful pictures that came out of that. I went to the park with her and she had me I like to joke about how tall I am. So you imagine this tall woman chasing this two-year-old who's chasing some ducks and the ducks are about to take flight over a pond and she's running top speed (laughs) towards the pond, chasing the ducks. And um, one of my favorite pictures with her too was um, we were in an open field and she was playing with the, with the dandelions. And she was also playing with, um, you know, when they turn into those little white, I forget what they call it, but the dandelions convert to where they have the little white poofs. And so she was sitting there and, 
at this point she had taken her hair out of the pigtail so she had a whole halo of curls and she's looking down at the little like dandelion with the white and she had just blown it and the little parachute thingies were flying away and I took a picture of her and when we um got the pictures we were looking through the pictures it was this tiny little chocolate baby girl in a big green field and behind her the huge mountains and you see just how small she is but the world is behind her right and it's those moments that I keep going back to the reason I fight the reason I got my licenses because I wanted to pass down an office to her because I wanted to buy her real estate and properties right and I can do that but the black community also has to be better off we need to be better off politically. We need to be better off in our redlining. And so the longer I sit in my draws, right, in my dirty draws, I could have, you know, that that's taken away from myself and it's taken away from the people behind me. Okay. And even if you don't have children, does not give you permission to sit in your draws. You still matter to the collective your contribution still matters to the collective. So show up for yourself, right? I used to sit close out with that, with that. Show up for yourself, but show up for the community, okay? I am your baby oracle. It has been my pleasure. Until the next podcast, peace.